Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. Today, we're studying Mark 4. What does it look like for Satan to immediately come and take away the word? Does that mean we can lose our salvation? What are we to make of verse 15? Ever hear the phrase, in one ear and out the other? When I was a kid, my siblings and I would get incredibly zoned in whenever we watched TV. So much so that regardless of whether or not we were watching a new Disney Channel original movie or something on Animal Planet that was educational, we were absolutely hooked, zoned in. And this would frustrate my parents time and time again, because typically when kids are watching TV, that means one of two things. Either the parent or parents are getting to rest, or they're able to actually get stuff done. And for my mom, TV time for the kids typically meant getting stuff done, either work, laundry, or chores around the house. But often, as we were watching TV, totally oblivious to all the work she was doing right in the other room, she'd be likely to discover a chore we hadn't completed. Say, for example, taking our clean laundry upstairs and putting it away in our rooms. So as we'd be watching TV, she'd ask for us to complete the task, and we'd say yes and acknowledge that she'd asked, but we wouldn't get up from the couch, and we couldn't take our eyes off the TV. Her words went in one ear and out the other. So while we heard her words, we didn't respond to them with action. We sat there and continued to watch TV like nothing had happened. Her words went in one ear and out the other. We weren't willing to respond. And that's what we see in Mark 4.15. There's a person who hears truth, but that person, they don't let the truth sink in and move them to action. The devil snatches it away. It's as if what they heard went in one ear and out the other. In today's chapter, we encounter a parable. Back in episode 13, we talked a lot about parables. A parable is a story used to illustrate a spiritual truth. And this parable here in Mark 4 is the only parable that occurs in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And as Jesus explains this one, the parable of the sower, he makes it clear that the seed that falls along the path is devoured by birds. And this seed, it represents the person who hears the word, but then Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that had been sown in them. That's Mark 4, verse 15. But what does that mean? Can we lose our salvation? The short answer is no, we cannot lose our salvation. And if you want to explore that more, I'd encourage you to check out John 5, 24 and 1 John 5, 11 through 13. But if we can't lose our salvation, what does this verse mean? Well, let's read it. Mark 4, verses 14 through 15. The sower sows the word, verse 15, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. So first of all, what's a sower? A person who plants seeds. Think like a farmer or a gardener. And what does it mean to sow? To plant seeds. So in the parable in Mark 4, a gardener plants seeds in a variety of places, and each of these occurrences represents or is intended to teach us something spiritual. And in this case, verses 14 and 15, the gardener accidentally dropped some seeds on a path. They didn't get planted properly and they were eaten by birds. I mean, I can picture this easily. It's like seagulls at the beach whenever you have a snack. That's the image, but what's the spiritual meaning? 
Well, Jesus actually tells us a tiny bit more clearly in Matthew 13, verse 19. He says in regard to this parable, When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what is sown along the path. Very simply put, the seed that's dropped on the path represents the person who hears what Jesus calls the word of the kingdom and doesn't understand it. One commentator said this, The seed represents the word or message of God that the sower, who I'd affectionately call the gardener, proclaims. So this gardener shares a message of truth with people, and the commentator continues, People make a negative or a positive response when they hear this message. They may make a negative response for any one of three reasons, one being that they didn't understand it. But regardless of the reason, a negative response proves unproductive in their lives. A positive response, however, will produce spiritual fruit, but the fruit will be in varying amounts depending on various factors. And I think he captures the idea here excellently. Jesus's point is that when truth is shared with an individual, with a person, they have a personal chance to respond. And the commentator continues by expounding on the three reasons the person might respond negatively. These are the three great enemies of the Christian, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Number one, the crowded heart. The things of the world smother the growth and prevent a harvest. Number two, the shallow heart. The flesh imitates religious feelings. Or three, the hard heart. That's the person who doesn't understand. They're callous to accepting truths. They're considering its truthfulness to begin with. That person, the devil himself snatches the seed. And it's important for us to understand, though, this inability to understand isn't like a, I can't do long division because I've never been taught kind of thing. Instead, it's a refusal to consider learning long division in the first place. It's not, I just don't understand the message of Jesus. I need help. I need tutoring. Instead, it's a posture that says, my heart is not willing to even try to understand or explore this message. They don't get it. They don't understand but their heart's callous. That's the seed on the path. And the big question people ask when it comes to this parable is, well, which example represents an unbeliever and which represents a believer? But that question, it's honestly missing the whole point of the parable. Believers and unbelievers alike have got to respond to truth favorably rather than allowing the enemy or the flesh or the world to make that truth they've heard unfruitful. So if you're a believer in Christ, you've responded favorably to the gospel. But are there certain words or instructions of Jesus that you're less inclined to respond favorably to? I'd take a second, pause this episode, and ask yourself, are there certain calls in my life as a believer that I'm less inclined to take seriously or obey, or certain truths that we're less inclined to take seriously or obey, or certain commands that we're less inclined to take seriously or obey? Like, how are you doing at fighting laziness or pursuing holiness? Take a moment and spend some time with the Lord. I don't know what God's doing in your heart, but I know that there are areas each of us need to grow in, and we don't have to do it alone. Let your community group in. Share what the Spirit reveals in you. I'm confident they'll want to come alongside you in that repentance, and I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.